Welcome to Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 77 of The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder. Let it be supposed that you are not proud, nor standing upon terms of having any goodness in you for which Christ should love you, but you would, with all your hearts, be all that you are in him, and would be beholden to him for taking you poor and base as you are. Is there no other pride, think you, but when you judge well of yourselves, or would be thought well of for your goodness? Yes, there is another kind of pride, still as dangerous in this case of causeless doubting, and that is, to be well conceited of and wedded unto your own knowledge and to your own opinion in judging yourselves. For instance, the Holy Scriptures give you to understand, I speak still to such only as with all their souls would please God, yet can feel no comfort, that your state in point of salvation is good. And God's experienced children, yea, his faithful ministers, who dare not lie for God, much less to ease you, assure you, according to the scriptures, that your state is not as you say it is, but you think otherwise, and having no sensible comfort in your own judgment, it is otherwise than either the scripture or the ministers speak. Now, when you will prefer your own opinion and sense, such as it is, before the judgment of God's word of truth and before the judgment of God's ministers, judging according to his word, are you not highly conceited of your own opinion? And are you not strongly proud, though it may be you thought otherwise. Wherefore, if you understand things aright, you must have a mean conceit of your own understanding, of your own opinion, and of your own sense. For as you must deny your goodness, and be poor in respect of conceit of any goodness in you, If you would ever expect to have any goodness from Christ, so you must deny your own opinion, knowledge, sense, and wisdom. If you would know spiritual things aright and become wise through Christ. And that it may appear that you are not too well conceited of your own opinion concerning your spiritual condition, Make use, in this case, of experienced Christians, but especially of judicious and godly ministers. Let no fear, either of troubling them, nor yet of shaming yourself, hinder you, but do it according to these directions. Section 3. Directions. For Troubled Consciences their application to ministers or others. First, acquaint 
such an one with your case betimes. Keep it not to yourself too long. For then, like a bone long out of joint and a festered wound, it will not be so well nor so easily cured. Beside the vexation in the meantime, secondly, deal plainly, truly, and fully in showing the cause of your trouble, not doing as many, telling one part of your grief and not another, which has been the cause that they have gone away without comfort. Either tell all or none in this case. If you think him not faithful, reveal nothing therefore to him. If you judge him a fit man, then show, as you would do your bodily maladies and diseases to a surgeon or physician, if you would have them cured. Thirdly, believe them rather than yourselves in this case. Hearken to them and make use of their judgment and experience and be not presumptuous of your own understanding and feeling. In times of your fears and doubts, be not rash and sudden in judging yourselves. The devil is a juggler and your eyes are dazzled. And of all men, you are the most unfit and incompetent to judge of yourselves in this case. For when groundless suspicion and causeless fears have, like a headstrong colt, caught the bit in their teeth, they will, like to other passions, carry you headlong whither they list, contrary to all right reason and understanding. In such suspicion and fear of your estate, you are like a woman in the fit of her jealousy who will pick matter out of everything her husband does to increase her suspicion of him. If he be somewhat strange and austere, then she says he loves her not, but others better. If he be kind to her, then she thinks that this is but to dazzle and blind her eyes, that he may without suspicion give himself to others. Deal now ingenuously and answer whether it is or not, or whether it has been so with you. I pray observe your absurd and contrary reasonings. When you prosper, thence you infer, sure, God does not love me, for whom he loves he corrects. When God corrects you and lays upon you grievous afflictions, thence you conclude, sure, God is wroth with me and does not love me. If you be troubled in conscience, oh, then God writes bitter things against you. You can have no peace. And when he gives you quiet of mind, oh, then you fear all arises from presumption. Your case is not, and it was better with you when you had trouble of mind. Is it not thus? Are you not ashamed that you have been thus senseless and absurd in your reasonings, and yet this understanding, reason, and sense of yours must be hearkened unto before the truth of God's word and before the judgment of all men, though never so judicious. Will anybody that is wise trust such a judgment? If an excellent physician for others 
is seldom found to be the best physician for himself in a dangerous sickness, but will make use of one, it may be inferior in judgment in physic to himself, for his own direction is not so well to be trusted in his own case. Then methinks it should be your wisdom to make use of the judgment of others and not follow your own sense. But you will say, Shall I think otherwise of myself than I feel? I answer, I, in some cases, or else you will be counted a willful fool. As in the case of an ague, you taste your drink to be of an odd savor. Before you had your ague, you knew it was well relished, and those who bring it tell you it is the same. Standards by, taste it for you and say it is the same and that it is excellently well relished. I hope you are wiser in such a case as this than to conclude according to your feeling and taste. Everyone sees that the fault was in your palate, not in the drink. Even so is it with you when the understanding is distempered with a shaking fit of groundless and faithless fear. Wherefore, in this state, deny your own sense and trust not your own judgment, but hearken unto the judgment of other men. And the rather, because God does therefore comfort men and give them experience of his consolations, that they may comfort others in like cases. 2 Corinthians 1, 4. Also, he has given commandment to his more understanding and confirmed children that they should comfort you, 1 Thessalonians 5.14, giving them to understand how it is with you in the matter of your soul, better than you can know of yourselves. Nay, God has given to his ministers the tongue of the learned to speak a word in due season, to the soul that is weary. Isaiah 1, 4, or 54. Should not the judgments of these be regarded? But which is most of all, God has not only given to ministers skill to discern your state better than yourselves, but it is the duty of their office to declare it to you. Being penitent, the remission of your sins, John twenty twenty three, And to assure you that, if it be with you, according as you thus relate your state to be, you are in God's favor and in a state of grace. I mean not that you should rest your faith upon any man's judgment, but when judicious men being in better case to judge of you than you are to judge of yourselves, shall, by the word of God and by authority from him, give you hope and comfort. You ought to comfort yourselves by these means. Thus much I have said that your judgment might be fitted to understand aright in what state you stand, which, if you will observe, it will be an excellent means 
towards the obtaining of peace. Now I will show you by what means you may have just cause and matter of your judgment to work upon, whence it may give you peace and comfort. This concludes episode 77 of Henry Scudder's The Christian's Daily Walk. Hello.